Welcome to the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel powered by InsideTexas.com. I'm Joe Cook. Today, joined by Justin Wells and Charlie Williams. It's another episode of Recruiting Intel. We're going to keep going through some of the prospects to know at individual positions in the 2025 class. But first, make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, helps us bring a bunch of great Texas Longhorns football content to you on a near daily basis. So some of the guys that we will be talking about today are Michael Fasusi, number 15 overall prospect in the on three industry ranking. We got John Mills out from San Francisco, number 567 overall. Big Byron Washington from DeSoto, number 643. Jonte Newman from Cypress Bridgeland, number 349. And Carter Cardi out of Prosper, number 389 overall. This isn't we're not saying this is the likely class or these are the only five to know, but this is a good introduction, Justin, of some of the guys that Texas has put their name in the ring for. And also, you know, these are four or five guys are from Texas kind of shows that there's a good amount of prospects they can grab in state this cycle. You named it. You said it right, man. This is not what the class might look like. This is what you need to know now. Because I think Kyle Flood and those guys are going to cherry pick a little bit this year in this cycle. I think they're going to be a little bit more judicious with, with their takes there. They still want the large humans, but we know a handful are priority targets. And we know they like a handful of these guys we're about to talk to. But until they start pushing and until we see official visits set up and things of that sort, this is just a good laying uh, brick laying for the foundation. Charlie, you got to watch uh, all these guys film. We posted some content about it over on Inside Texas, uh, kind of a little bit of the peek behind the curtain with, with your evaluation process. But something they all, across the board, maybe except for one or two, is like Justin said, they're all large humans and they play like large humans in high school. Definitely. Yeah, they all they all are big guys. And, and I guess that's been a trend in Texas for a while now, and it's one in big humans. So, uh, I think it's a good thing. But, yeah, I had a chance to watch some film on all, all five of these guys and kind of just give a take of what I thought about them. Um, let me first off say every high school player or athlete probably doesn't play with the best pad level, right? You're still learning. When you're the biggest guy on the field, sometimes you don't have to play with the best pad level because you're bigger and stronger than everybody. So it's not a knock on either player. Uh Saying they need to work on pad level because even when you get to college, you still have to work on pad level. So I don't want anybody to take that as um, – you know, they're bad players or whatever, but they all have something to work on. And if you want to start, uh, say, Newman, um, I see him projecting as a tackle at the next level. Um, I think he's a great puller. He has great feet. Um, he blocks down the field, like pushing guys, like like the blind side, right? He's going to carry you off the field when he makes <laughs> contacts. He has great feet. He can stay in front of the defensive end and mirror the defensive end. He doesn't let him around him, so he has great mirroring and footwork technique. Um, I think he needs to add a little weight right before he gets to the next level. Or when he gets to the next level, they're at, they'll add the proper weight to him. So something he doesn't need to do himself. But as he gets there, he get in the weight room, get stronger, uh, and get some power behind those pads. Charlie, when we're talking about Jonte, you know, I'm sure there's another guy on that field that pops out too, and that's Ryan Foggy, who's headed to Oklahoma. These two probably make up maybe the best high school tackle tandem in the state if you had to put a probably rank them. Yeah, definitely. When watching the film, right, the other guy definitely is going to pop up on the screen. And when you're looking at film, you're trying to see who else does pop up on the screen. He definitely does stick out to you as another guy that is a really, really good offensive lineman, you know, for his age. And he's going to get even better himself. So, Justin, kind of talking about that, uh, Ryan Foggy was offered by Texas, went to the junior day, committed to Oklahoma pretty shortly thereafter. 
Jonte Newman kind of seems like Oklahoma, among some other schools, is going to be the Longhorns' biggest competition when it comes to seeing uh, who's going to who's battling for his services. Yeah, I think it's going to be Texas A and M, uh, Oklahoma, and Texas. It's going to be a it's going to be a, one of those battles. I think we're going to see that a lot across the board in this twenty twenty five cycle. I went and hung out with a handful of offensive linemen last week, and all of them are talking about Oklahoma. So Bill Biedenbaugh is selling something good in Norman right now, and, and they're getting their attention. Uh, the thing with Jonte is I think he's he's going to take his time. You know, we got to meet his father. Joe, you did a great interview with him after junior day, and I hung out with his dad, who used to be a power forward for Jackson State. He's like 6'10". And I just look at Jonte and I think, oh, the potential. It's just gorgeous. And then, you know, I hear Charlie, Co- Coach Charlie talking about his footwork, and it's like, yeah, have you seen him in the post? He quit playing basketball. This is a kid that should probably still be playing ball, but he's using that skill to translate. I don't think he's got a leader right now, Joe. I think he's kind of taking his time. A&M, I know they feel confident right now. Oklahoma also feels confident because they did get Fodgy already, and, and that would be a nice little bookend. But they've got their eyeballs on two other tackles in the state, Ty Haywood out of Denton Ryan, Michael Fasusi out of Louisville, who we'll talk about in a bit. And so Jonte's going to be a guy that I think – I think Oklahoma might fill up or they might prioritize over prioritize in some instances. And I think tech that might give Texas an, uh, an advantage either way. The horns got to take five linemen in this, this cycle. They've got to have at least a pair of tackles. And I think John T. Newman can play both interior and outside. We'll go on with uh, somebody else and we got to hit the, at Michael Pasusi, like you mentioned, and guys, I think y'all made a swing through Louisville not too long ago to, see Fasusi and, and see some of the other prospects there uh, for the farmers. But this is the number 15 overall prospect as it stands right now in the on three industry ranking. I think number two offensive tackle. Uh, I When I watched him, I saw a lot of similarities of, between his film and Kelvin Banks and the fact that, you know, when he hits you, he hits you real hard and you kind of go flying a little bit. Uh, but Charlie, what else did you see when you were watching Fasusi's film? Yeah, definitely. So he has an amazing first step. He gets off the ball. When he's coming, he's going, right? He has carries great weight, uh, great speed behind his weight, right? He can move down the field, great feet. He plays with the physicality that you really, really want as an offensive lineman. And what you're looking for, that nasty attitude, I'm going to finish every block. When you're on the ground, I'm going to finish you. And he has that. It's not something that has to be coached or taught with him. Um, so I, I think – He's going to be. A, he's going to translate to the next level very well. And that was a great uh, comparison to Kelvin Banks. I think he has some of that in him. Um, before he gets to the next level, I think he'll be a great one. What are some of the things that you saw that you think you mentioned pad level off the top? And we're talking about a prospect who is right now considered a five star. But and that's what coaches are for. They're there to help make improvements. What are some improvements that you think, uh, even for someone as highly ranked as Fasusi, he may need? before he hits the next level, before he gets ready for action at the next level. Right. Like I talked about with the bigger guys, they're bigger than everybody. Sometimes they don't use the best technique. Um, he has the ability, he shows on film that he has the uh, tendency to kind of overextend sometimes reach with his arms instead of bringing his feet with him. So he can kind of get a hold, maybe get a holding penalty because he's grabbing, not moving his feet. Um, so like I said, he gets away with it now at the high school level because he's bigger than everybody. But it's just one of those things Cal Flow, Coach Cal Flow would teach, you know, hey, bring your feet with you every time you make contact. Don't just reach out there with your arms because you can overextend. And then at the next level, you know, defense linemen can pretty much get rid of you easily if you don't bring your feet. So you'll lose leverage easily. Justin, with, with Fasusi, it seems like, you know, we talk about all the big regional schools, but uh, there's even, you know, Missouri is getting involved and in making themselves 
a present in this recruitment, but who else are uh, along with the Tigers or the Longhorns really competing with and what's kind of next in, in Fasusi's recruitment? Yeah. Well, for Fasusi, he, he came off that Missouri visit and he told me that's the best trip he's ever taken. And that's pretty, that's, that's pretty large. Cause this guy's already been on the, on the, on the radar for a, over a year. You know, Kyle Flood saw him as a freshman in workout in off season workouts and told the, the coach, the offensive coordinator at Louisville, that's what a future NFL offensive tackle looks like. And so everyone's starting to kind of try to separate at this point. You know, he's got 30 something offers. This is going to be a Texas Oklahoma battle in my opinion. Now, Missouri is making it interesting, and I won't I won't be surprised if they get an official visit out of him. He he absolutely loved Columbia. Oregon is still pushing to get him up there, and he actually had a visit ca- uh, canceled to go up there recently. And so he told me he's gonna he's gonna reschedule that. I thought I saw I thought <laughs> I saw him throw the shot put or discus rather uh, last week, and and he came in second to Denton Ryan's uh, offensive lineman Marcus Garcia who chunked it like 163. I mean, that dude is ridiculous. But Fasusi's wingspan is just – I think that's why he get to try, tries to get away with reaching too much. Um, Texas A&M is in it too. He, he visited A&M a couple weeks ago, and, and he likes what Elko's building. You know, I talked to somebody close to his recruitment a couple nights ago, and they said, you know, Fasusi enjoys the process. And he's and it wasn't an insult. It was he enjoys taking these visits. He enjoys meeting new coaches. But the biggest key in his recruitment is going to be his family. Whoever clicks with his dad, Ebenezer, the best, I feel like is going to have the largest advantage in getting Fasusi. Fasusi is just fantastic. I, I like him from top to bottom. And like Coach was saying, he's he, he's got the frame. He's got the, the, the mindset, the disposition. I think this is going to come down to Texas and Oklahoma, the two schools that were really on him the earliest. We'll keep on going along. we got to head out of state. Finally, with John Mills, who is number 567 overall prospect in the on three industry ranking from the San Francisco area, St. Ignatius College College Preparatory. Uh, Our Eric Nolene recently caught up with him. And when they spoke, Mills said he was about 6'6", 325. And uh, that's first thing that jumps off the screen when you're watching him. But what else did you see from him, Charlie? Yeah, so the very first clip that stood out to me was he's down the field 50 yards blocking for a running back. And that was like, yeah, that's the guy I want leading me on the off- offensive line, right? And so that was the first play that stood out to me. But he finishes his blocks um, just like Michael. He's carrying kids out of bounds. Uh, he's finishing them each and every time. He has a strong – he's strong at the point of attack. He has a strong first punch. So when he puts his hands on you, he punches you. You're going, you're going back. Um, so like the other, uh, other guys, you know, kind of play with a high pad level sometimes, but he can get away with it. Um, for now. But other than that, man, I was wild by his tape. I was like, this is a physical kid who really gets after it. And when you're watching him, he obviously plays guard uh, on a lot of his film, I think, if not all his film. And he's someone that pros profiles to that spot at the next level, correct? He could be. I thought he had enough athleticism to play maybe tackle. Like, just seeing him move, you know, at that size he is now, he gets in a, a college weight program, is going to get him, you know, uh, even more tone and more muscular and things like that, I think he'll be – I think he can play tackle. It just depends on what pro, uh, program and, and if it's right or left tackle. Look how much he's – how much weight he's added, guys. He was 290 the last time his profile was updated. He's up to what – he said 325, 330? That's a big kid. Like, that's, that, that's huge. That, to me, screams guard, because, even with his size and with his reach. But the thing about him you got to remember is he's a West Coast kid. And so Cal is going to be in the mix. USC is in the mix. Michigan is in the mix. And to me, that's like Stanford liking a tight end. 
If Michigan likes you at offensive line, you're doing something correctly. This is a big boy. Coach Coach Charlie just re- described him. He's a big boy. And I think Texas was in on this guy early, too. I think he's been tripping to Austin for over a year now, if I remember correctly. And so this is a guy Flood identified a long time ago. He's going to take an official visit. Eric broke that uh, a couple weeks ago in, in mid-June. And I think that's going to be a big factor to see how much Texas pushes. I, I like this kid to Texas right now. Like the, I think you're going to have to fight off a couple of those West Coast schools and maybe a, 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 the two members of the pack too. But at the end of the day, like John Mills is is what you want in the SEC for an interior guy. I'm with Charlie. I think he could play with his athleticism. He could play some tackle. But I think Texas likes him inside. And if you're putting on that much mass already, you, you're probably going to be a guard. And he's a good one. He's a guy that gets his hands on you and rock and rolls. And so I love Texas' position on this recruitment right now. Before we continue on with a couple more offensive linemen, we got to talk a little bit, a little bit about our friend Andre the Lawyer. I'm trying to figure out how I can do this without uh, getting Charlie blocked off on the screen. Andre the Lawyer, he's been helping Texans, uh, and they have never take more than their clients. No win, no pay, no upfront cost. He's been a longtime inside Texas user with his principal office in Dallas, Texas. He's been representing injured Longhorns throughout the state. Every client gets a personalized text message number so they can contact the team and get direct access to their lawyer all day and all night. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808, whether you're in a car wreck, 18-wheeler accident, slip and fall, on-the-job injury of any sort. Call Andre the Lawyer at 214-444-8808. Let me get this off the screen. Guys, we got two more to talk about, and uh, this one may be the the largest human that there is that we're going to discuss, and that's Byron Washington. Uh, DeSoto, part of their state championship runs, their tackle, uh, their group of tackles, um, big human. I mean, when we're talking 6'8", almost 400, it takes it to a a whole different level. But, uh, Charlie, you still saw some good and you saw some bad in in what he was able to provide on, uh, on his film. Yeah, and Byron to me, uh, he's like a mauler type of guard, right? You're going to run behind him. He's power. He can down block, but you don't want him doing much pulling. Uh, you don't want him on the outside playing tackle because um, for a big guy, uh, he's still working on his footwork, trying to get better, trying to get quicker. So I think translating to the next level, he'd probably be a mauler, just a big right guard who can run behind or down block, double team with the center a ton. Um, sometimes he gets his hand his hands outside the framework of the defender because he doesn't move his feet as much. But like I said, he's a lot bigger than well, – he's bigger than everybody, not most, but everybody. And so sometimes yeah. he tends to just grab and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put you in your grave and, and that's it and flatline you. So, um, like I said, he's a guy you want to run behind, uh, but you probably wouldn't put him in space or anything like that. You know, when, when we have watched some offensive tackles and offensive linemen, they show up maybe on their film and they're 260 and, and 270. And coaches have to project a little bit about what they might look like at 310 or 325. When you have someone like Byron Washington, how does that process work when you're maybe watching him at 6'8 and approaching 400 pounds, but you're trying to figure out, okay, what does he look like at 350 or 360? How does that work, maybe projecting someone to, to lose weight during this process? I think it just has to depend. It depends on the person and the kid himself, right? He gets in the strength and conditioning program. How much work is he willing to put in so that you can kind of project once he gets there saying, you may have him in your mind, I want him to play right guard. 
but is he going to put in the work to play the position you want him at? And then if it doesn't fit that course, do you, you know, you redirect at that point. So maybe he's a left guard and maybe he's worked his way into being a tackle who knows. So it really depends on the working once he get once he gets into the program on what position he'll probably play. And then they can just move him around from there. Cause you probably want him on the field because he's such a big guy. If you can get him at right, just how you want him, then you can probably move him up and down the line, depending on, you know, the way his body goes. Justin, with, with Byron Washington, I think you've talked to him at a junior day. I've talked to him, and he always loves talking about Texas. You can tell that the, that big human gets a big smile on his face when he talks about the Longhorns. But where do Kyle Flood, Steve Sarkeesian, and the Longhorns figure in, in not only Washington's recruitment, but trying to put together their 2025 class? Yeah, I've got an RPM in for, for, for Washington to Texas simply because they're the clear leader by a mile. Now, is, is he a take at this moment? That's the big question, you know, and, and, and that's something that Flood and those guys have to figure out. But, you know, Texas has been very upfront with him about what they want, what they expect. Uh, TCU is pushing hard. Baylor is pushing hard. Those are two schools that I think are probably going to be the, the two. If he doesn't land in Austin, he might wind up in, in Waco or Fort Worth. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Charlie and I went to go see him Ooh, like a, over a month ago, I think, uh, in Soto, and I mean, it's like it's like a real life Shrek. Like, I mean, the dude is just—I mean, Charlie's a big man, and Charlie looks little next to him. And 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 you see the photo from the state championship game against Summer Creek, where he's handling a guy that's what six three, two ten, like a Cabbage Patch doll. And you just you're like, okay, there has to be something here. I'm under the impression too, 400 feels too big. That feels too big too soon. You know that that's Tavondre Sweat level, you know, type stuff. And so, but for for his recruitment, I think it's Texas by a mile. He'll take an official visit in June. It's just going to determine how hard they push because he's a guy. Charlie talked about. He's going to have to get in. Real, he's going to have to get in good shape. I mean, they all do. In, in that regard, but I think it's going to be harder for him. And here's the other part. That 400 looks fantastic. It's not fat. It's not overweight. He's just big. And so it, it's hard to knock the guy because he looks slim. He's just a big dude. I mean, Shaq and him would be, you know, mirrored in some regards. It reminded me of Leonard Davis when I watched Wortham play in the 2A basketball playoffs back in, but, you know, aging myself, but back in the day, it reminded me of Leonard Davis, just the sheer size. Now, he's not the athlete that Leonard was, but I, I think Texas leads there. I know they do, but it's going to be a, it's going to be interesting to see how much Sark and those guys push towards the end. We got one more guy to, to talk about, and that's Connor Cardi up from Prosper, uh, number 389 overall in the on three industry ranking. Uh, I think he attended and got his offer at the Texas junior day and, uh, Charlie, you, you saw him kind of as an interior guy all the way, and I think there may be some easy, you know, uh, comparisons people might want to make of, oh, internal guy from Prosper. Oh, well, he's, he's Jake Majors. Hey, Majors. But yeah. you, you, there's a little bit of nuance to what you saw. What did you see when you gave uh, Cardi a, a quick evaluation? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that was the name that popped in my mind first, right, when I saw him. So, uh, but he's a solid he, – he's a guy who has solid technique. If you look at his film, his footwork, he never leaves – never gets outside of his frame or too, you know, too narrow. So it's like he can tell he's been coached well. Um, he stays on the same path. When he's a run block, he uh, stays on the single block until the double team. Like he yeah. does everything the right way. And he's going to fight you for 48 minutes. He's a scrappy player. Um, 
So when you put your hat, when you put your helmet on versus him, you better strap up and go. Um, I think sometimes he wants to kill shot as offensive lineman. So he lunges a ton. Uh, and then, of course, project to the next level, work on pass blocking, right? Sometimes he's, he's, he's kind of standing steals and chops his feet versus maybe getting a kick step or slide into the uh, defensive lineman. So I think that's something he needs to work on, of course, and adding size and strength. Justin, uh, the Longhorns are after a, quite a few different interior guys. Where does Cardi fit into that picture after his, his offer from not too long ago? I think it's pretty telling that he was offered and Marcus Garcia wasn't. I think that's the sign that they prefer Cardi right now. Now, Garcia could still get an offer. Washington just did. Michigan just did. Uh, Oregon and A&M are in the mix. They're recruiting him for two different positions. But Cardi, I think, is a more natural offensive lineman. I think he's done it longer. I think Garcia has only played on the O-line for maybe a couple of years, whereas Cardi looks like he's been doing it since birth. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he does resemble majors in, in a big way. And they've got a guy that plays beside him named Bryce Gilmore. Joe, you've got to t- check that guy out. 2026 offensive tackle that could be big one day. Trust me, Joe, on that one. But for Cardi, mm-hmm. it's going to come down to I think the Texas offer was the big offer for him. I think he's going to take his time just like Jake Majors did. I think he's going to get bigger offers. Like he's, I know TCU and Baylor are in the mix. Texas Tech is really pushing. But I, I think this is a guy that with some some good camps – and some, you know, getting around, taking some visits this summer and, and, and things like that sort of maybe a re-rankings. This is a guy that's going to be higher ranked. Uh, he's I mean, Charlie nailed it. This guy, he tries to bully you and, and you can you can mold that. That's what Kyle Flood wants. Big boys that he can mold. And so I, he got he has a disposition and, and he's he's got it together. I like the kid. He's growing on me the more I watch him. But I, I think this is a good example of let's see how the O-line shakes out over the next three or four months let's see where these guys take these official visits you know who jumps into a boat first spots start to open up start to fill up i think cardi's one we got to really watch justin i know you kind of mentioned this in in passing but to to sum up the whole conversation you said five right likely for this class and so we go ahead no, 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 you, I interrupted well, you. Go ahead, brother. We, we, we posted uh, over on Inside Texas last week, our, our friend Biodog Texas helped us with the roster table. And right now the Longhorns have 18. Uh, that means, you know, in Jake Majors and Hayden Connor, they are going to run out of eligibility. So that gets you to 16. To be honest, Kelvin Banks is probably going to the NFL. Uh, that gets you to 15. You st- are you just kind of expecting that five is the number Kyle Flood wants just to maybe protect against, you know, younger offensive linemen who may not be satisfied with their current standing? Not that we know any are going to enter in, but just protect against player going into portal and not necessarily this player going into portal. No, I, I think it's because there's going to be some kids portal after spring ball. I, I think there's going to be t- at least two that take off for whatever reason. They want a better opportunity. They want a fresh start. Uh, I know one of the biggest things has been with some of these big young ones, some of that young, young class, I believe it's 23 guys, they need to lose some weight. And so flooding those guys have been on them now. And so I, I think that's going to – the number five comes out because, one, you got to have two tackles in every cycle. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble and you're going to wind up having to go to the portal 
to get you a tackle. And you really don't want to have to do that. And Texas has shown a pinch that they don't have to jump into the portal for an offensive lineman. That That's a big thing. You know, they've added what, eight or nine in this last cycle, and they didn't need to. So five sounds like a good number, but honestly, I think there's going to be a couple more. You had it down to 15 after Banks goes to the, is a lottery pick in 2025. And, and I think they're going to have two, maybe three leave after spring ball. So now you're looking at 12. And so I think five is a solid number. Now, they're not Texas isn't going to reach. I think they're going to take their time in this cycle, much more than they have in their others. And we know Sark plays the long game anyway. And so five sounds right because I think that, like, you you, named, you went through the numbers. You, you get a great post from BioDog that you helped him out with. Like, I think that was big, you know, because I think five is, is going to be the round number to, to get guys developed and, and get guys – Hey, you're going to see one get drafted this year, and you're going to see two or three get drafted next year. And that, in and of itself, is going to be the biggest motivator, in my opinion. That type of thing always helps on the trail, and that's what uh, helps us talk about recruiting with you guys on a weekly basis. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Recruiting Intel on the Inside Texas Football YouTube channel. Make sure you head to InsideTexas.com. You can get one month of membership for one dollar great time to join get you right in time for uh the start of spring ball and a few more recruiting notes and nuggets as spring visits spring official visits and summer starts to get underway charlie thank you for joining this joining us on this one justin thank you as always and thank you for watching recruiting intel on the inside texas football youtube channel powered by insidetexas.com